What's up, guys? We are the PR Girls, and this is our podcast. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we are joined by Julie Russell, lifelong fangirl turned founder of Fangirl Fantasy, friend of Rincom, and total boss crushing it by Coastally. We talk about how she founded her business, what she's doing at the Triller Compound in LA, and how she's gotten TV stars and big time names to join her podcast, the Fangirl Fantasy Podcast. So enjoy. Hey, all right. Well, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How's LA? Much warmer than Boston. Probably, although we're getting some nice weather this week. It's like 45 degrees and I'm pumped about it. So I'm sure LA is a lot better than that. 45, 45 degrees though. It's like short um, weather. How about we start? Do you want to tell anyone listening who might not know what fangirl fantasy is, how it was born, all that fun stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So I am the founder of fangirl fantasy, which was founded in May of 2019, which is literally coming up on two years, which is wild. Um, fangirl fantasy was just an idea of creating a fun environment, a safe environment for fangirls to listen to like all of their favorite music. So the Jonas Brothers, One Direction, Taylor Swift, all in a, like a dance night, a club night, um, you know, grab your friends and go out and not worry about who cares how loud you're singing or the way you're dancing and just listen to the music that you were going to be listening to like on your Spotify or Apple Music when you're driving with your friends in the car. Because that there's not nights like that or there wasn't and now a pre post COVID like in these countries that I see that are opening up like dang it they're playing high school musical no it's I see it in like on TikTok all the time and I'm like I miss that because I've been to your events and they're so fun and now that's like all I want is the world to open so that we can do that again I keep saying like all I just dream about like a Taylor Swift night that's all I want like when you ask me like what I want to do post COVID, I'm like I just want to sing all too well at the club. Yes, like, oh my you God. know, like I just that's all I think about. Yeah, especially with her concerts being canceled, that's gonna be like a necessary thing for everyone when COVID is. Also, have two albums that were released, and then we also never got a um, a tour, a lover tour, mm-hmm. a lover fest. So we have just a lot of like Taylor Swift angst that we need to get out. So I think we just all need to do it together. I agree 100%. Um, So obviously when COVID hit though, it affected all businesses, but especially event-focused businesses like Fangirl Fantasy. So how have you shifted to keep the brand relevant and stay connected to your followers? Yeah, so I did a lot of, you know, focusing on the social media, growing it and, you know, being able to just post relatable content that fangirls love, but also kind of making a little bit of education, educational um, and then we, you know, we did some live streams when that was really big and everybody was like in their house on the Friday, Saturday, it's like, what are we doing? So we would do, a, um, JD, my DJ would do like live streams. And then, you know, I had the idea of, you know, doing a podcast. I said, I should do it. Like, I know like I, what I want to do, but like, it was just doing it because I was like, I don't really put myself out there in that way of having on a podcast and just. I don't know. I just, I worked in radio for six years and I wasn't on the air. I, you know, I was the one doing like the marketing and the events and stuff like that. So it's like, I was sitting on the idea for like two to three months. And then I finally like reached out to like um, my producer now, Nick, and I was just like, okay, this is my idea. Will you just like help me take it off? Like, unless like, you know, do it with me. And he was like, yeah, of course. And told him the idea. And he was like, super like into it. 
And then, yeah, so I created a podcast in October and it's done so well. And it's about fangirls who now work in the entertainment and music industry. Because if you talk to anyone or anyone that I meet when I go out, um, you know, or someone, you know, someone's manager, or, you know, their digital team, they all, like, I've like know most of them or I've known their names. It's like, oh, wait, we met at that Jonas Brothers concert in New Jersey four or five years ago or six years ago, or, you know, or you're friends with this friend. And there's so many people that because of their passion for these artists, turned they, it turned into a career. So there's so many incredible stories that just needed to get out there and I just wanted people to tell their story, but it's also stop stop talking about fangirls as if it's a bad thing. Like, right? It's the worst. It just aggravates me so much. Like, of course, yeah. When we were fourteen and fifteen, we were screaming and crying over the Jonas Brothers, but now we're grown adults, and you know, just because we still love that music and still love these artists, it, it's a passion and it makes us better at our jobs because of it. And there's things that I knew at fifteen, sixteen, seventeen about labels and management and how these projects work because I was just so invested I'm like okay the Jonas Brothers first single is coming out this week so then their album release week or their press week would be this week you know and just like learning those kind of things and it's like who what normal person unless you like knew what a press run was right or you knew like you know so there's just so many things that us fangirls knew and like it just came naturally to us because we were fans and now there's they're flourishing in this industry and creating their own companies or you know or working for these huge ass artists that they were fans of so I just think it's incredible and I think that they all deserve to like tell their story so that's what the fangirl fantasy podcast is about yeah I love that and I mean knowing all of that stuff at the age of 14 is so beneficial going forward I mean I think of all the things I didn't know even leaving college and then you were able to go into all of these different roles you've had over the years having that in the back of your head and understanding how all of that stuff worked. Cause you've worked in a bunch of roles that all kind of revolved around this similar industry, like the media and all of that. So can you talk a little bit about some of those and then we'll dive into after what you're doing now. Cause you're clearly doing some big stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, I always knew like I wanted to be in radio, like forever like anyone like I was the one calling in to the radio station to win the kiss and wait like the kiss concert tickets or jingle ball tickets like or just showing up and I knew there was an, like I just was infatuated with the radio I knew one way or another like I wanted to be involved with it so um I was on the street team which is like doing the events and you know helping out when there's like artists come through and I just like really put myself like involved like very deeply in the radio station <laughs> and so I just tried to learn everything possible and I'm so lucky that like I had a team and people that hired me that like were teaching me so so much um and then I while I was there I like always thought I wanted to work for a label always I was like you know this is kind of like the pivot step of like my full-time career so I'm super grateful um you know label reps come through all the time to play us new music or they come through with artists um and so I became really close with like a few label reps and I told them you know and it was my senior year of college and I needed to do an internship and I was like I moved to review at Atlantic Records and then under another like label that it's called Roadrunner and it has like 21 Pilot kind of like that um to it so I interviewed there for the radio promotion department which is the department that I wanted which is the department that gets your the artist songs played on the radio so you stop in like and meet with the like it was like the best of both 
towards me because it's radio still, but it's at the label. So I interned there over the summer um, because the label reps put in like a great word for me. Um, and I hate, I, I kind of hated it. Um, <laughs> not like I didn't hate, like I didn't, like I was learning, but I felt like I can't, I have my personality. I can't sit at a desk all day. Right. And it just wasn't what you expected. No, I learned so much. The people that were there, like that I used to like look up on like their LinkedIn to see what they were doing or stuff like I was surrounded in this incredible environment. Like people, like the way you could just like walk in there and you could dress the way that you dress. Like you could tell when you're in like the pop section or like the hip hop or this because you're allowed to like express yourself and dress the way like that you, and then the way that you listen to music is kind of the way that you express yourself, you know? Um, and so like that, I was like, oh my God, like walking down the hallways and like Ed Sheeran's like plaques here, Kelly Clarkson's like, I was in awe. Like it was literally incredible. And I was in New York city, but the job, like I was like, okay, I intern and then say like, you know, but also working at label is really, really hard to get a job. So who even, I say that I got, I would get a job. <laughs> um, but, and then like you go to be like an assistant and then like a coordinator position and then a manager and then you get to where you know the good stuff happens mm-hmm. and I just was like I can't sit at a desk all day like and I know you need to put the work in to get to where you want to be like it doesn't happen overnight mm-hmm. but I was just like do I want to put that kind of work in right you know and like and I know that it was just kind of like a realistic you know kind of like a thing that kind of snapped in my head while I was there um and so I didn't so I moved back home after my internship I did like go back and forth and like when they would ask for like fill-ins and temp people to come in and help I would do that all the time um I would literally drive from Boston to New York uh, because it's still someone to get it was still like get my face out there you know get the experience because I was still working part-time and then I did some social media work um freelance um and I've continued to do that but I started that like right the last my senior year of college like at the end of um, graduating and I just did freelance work for a bunch of soul, um, artists companies and kind of picked up this like freelance gig that I was like oh this is really cool and I'm on social media 24-7 and I was on social media since 2009 you know so it was like that another thing that just like came naturally to me because it was like a passion um, you know I'm like on the Jonas Brothers live streams in 2010 like tweeting like live tweeting and doing the stuff that if you don't even think about that is a job that people do so I got into social media really, really early on before, you know, it was really titles. Um, and I just continued to do that. And I got in the graces of like some really good artists and their teams that I'm super grateful for that kind of then put me in other positions and they like referred me here and referred me there. Um, and then uh, while I was at the radio station, I met this guy who um, works with influencers and stuff. And he was like my age. And I was like, he's touring and doing all this stuff and I'm like oh my god like I will say like listening to my story you always want what you don't have mm-hmm. that's true like, you, everyone needs to realize you always are like <laughs> I've done some people would kill to be in the, like the interning at Atlantic Records position but then I'm like oh what can I do next or right. what's this? So it's always you want what you can't have um, but so you're the poster child for networking and I feel like anyone who wants to get into anything like should learn from you and just put themselves out there and meet literally everyone. Cause I feel like you've gotten so many great opportunities because you're that person who will go out and talk to someone or tweet at them or whatever. And that's how you have built so much of what you have. And 
I feel like as scary as like going out and talking to random people is people need to do that more so learn from Julie (laughs) no networking is literally the it's the whole it's the whole industry and it's also when you're in a position to connect other people you also need to do that when Mm -hmm. like there's so many roles that are like freelance gigs that like people like hey like would you want to come on and help and I'm just I have too much on my plate and I've learned also like I'd rather people know like I'd rather quality of work than the quantity like yes okay cool I could get another paycheck but it's like I'm not doing it to the best of my ability and then I god forbid I ruin that relationship so I also have passed on clients and when you're just in a position that you can give work to someone else or put them in a position to succeed you need to do that because so many people have done that for me um so that's something always like or even if like you need someone you're like hey can you connect me with that person it doesn't hurt you cool yeah here's their email send them an email like you can say we're friends like I hate people that like try to hold on to all their information because when I'm succeeding you're succeeding when you're succeeding I'm succeeding right um but so long story like I like then worked with this guy like a friend who works with these influencers and he we became friends on social media and he posted um that he was looking for someone to help out um run social media for this convention called playlist live and I just texted him like yo like I want to do that like I want to come down to Florida is like, all right cool sent me like flight info like sent me my flights and I went down like that next weekend um and worked that was like my first time working with like all the all these influencers and I was like there was like Shane Dawson and like all these huge influencers and like I just have the act like on my past like I can just go walk up to them and be like hey can you do this story or hey, can you do a takeover real quick on Playlist Live? Because that was the convention. Of course, they're like Jenna Marbles, like all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm freaking out. Like, because it was really, it was a different, it was just different. It was a different experience. And I was like, work, it was like, I'm Julie Russell, like on behalf of like Playlist Live, like working. I wasn't Julie Russell from like the radio station. Like I was just Julie. I was just Julie was there. Like, people I'd meet people or at the after parties and stuff like oh who do you work for and I'm like I didn't even Julie like by myself like because I was freelance you know and so it was like another kind of like really cool like experience being able to like kind of say like I'm okay now I can like kind of do this like owning my own company social media marketing wise thing um so then I'm I'm still at the radio station working part-time during all of this um and then that summer they influencers toured is with this company called Boys of Summer Tour, and it was, like, Blake Gray, and, like, who now is, like, part of the Sway House, but it was before, like, then, but he was still, like, really, really big, um, and, like, a bunch of these other influencers, and that same person posted, like, a status, and was, like, hey, we need someone to go on tour for, like, this VIP, and I texted him, like, yo, why aren't you thinking of me? Like, you know I want to do this stuff, um, and so then I, I hopped on that tour for two weeks, and toured across the country, and, like, living on a tour bus and staying in the hotels and like getting stopped by fans at the mall and six flags and it was just like so surreal um so cool yeah it was it's so crazy to me to still even think about it um and then after that I was kind of like I made all these connections with these parents and these kids and they're like just come to LA like I'm like okay so I, I went like to LA after that and interviewed a few places and then I got a job at America's Got Talent on the social media team um, it was a contract position for six months so I knew like going into it like it wasn't full like a full-time long-term gig and I loved the job it was so cool working on like a team environment for social media because I never was really like in an in-office team um, 
but I didn't do well out there. Like I just didn't, it was struggling to survive. Like, and just kind of, it was like that awkward age when you're kind of still finding yourself and like, you like figure, like you have these dreams of what you think things are going to happen and then they don't. Um, mm-hmm. So I came back to Boston and I worked at um, another radio station, 98.5 the sports hub. And I was doing um, marketing and events there still having like my social media stuff. And then after a year is when I created Fangirl Fantasy. Um, and then started picking that up. And then, you know, COVID hit this year and I lost my job at the sports hub. Still fortunate to have Fangirl Fantasy and a few other social clients. And this this past September, October, my friend who I've been mentioning about like social media stuff um, reached out and was like, um, yo, can you like, you know, I'm like helping with this project at the Triller compound, um, would you want to come out and help out? And I'm like, you know, there's opportunities where you're just like, yes, I want to, but like, should I? Like, I don't know what I would be getting into. So he was like, come out for two weeks, see if you like it, and we'll figure it out. And I was like, okay, cool. So I flew out for two weeks, and I fell in love. Like, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. This is exactly <laughs> what I want to be doing. Um, so then I came back again, and my I split my time. So I'm, I was like, two weeks in Boston, two weeks in LA. Um, and I became the day-to-day like manager assistant to the Neon Twins, um, who are really, really big TikTokers and influencers on. Um, and then I would help out with like different marketing projects, like gifting, you know, like we'd pick up like, so like this client Boohoo, they're a clothing company and we do like gifting. So then I'd get the information to these influencers like, hey, pick out some outfits. I want to send you this stuff. Or, you know, these shoes like Champions and Heelys we worked a partnership with. So then I was doing all these like cool marketing projects on the side of working with on that and then this is breaking news nobody knows this um (laughs) so I'm gonna give you an exclusive um (laughs) my friend stepped away um from the job it just things didn't work out and then um so I am now Nate Wyatt's day-to-day as well as Neon Twins and um Taylor Holder's day-to-day oh that's big Mm -hmm. Yes, and so then I just help around the house too as well, the trailer compound, um, which the trailer compound is a content house if people aren't familiar with it, um, and then I just like help out, make sure, you know, things are going well, and who needs what, because there's about seven, eight influencers in the house total, but I work for four of them. Wow, so, yeah. congratulations, that is awesome. Thank you, it just happened this last week, so it's new and fresh. <laughs> but. Well, you need to pop some champagne or something to celebrate. I don't have any free time anymore. <laughs> That's true. I know with the day to day, like, do you, do you stay at the trailer compound when you're yeah, there? That's, and, like, where you, that's, that's, where, that's where I am right now. I, you like, um, get up and just like, go, go, go. Yeah. So I stay in the guest house um, and I have my own room and that's not for now until, you know, whatever things we move forward with things. Um, Cause things in this, in the influence world move very quickly and things are changing so drastically, but yeah, so I'll, like, wake up, I text Nate, like, what he needs to do every day, like, what to do, what's this, like, um, like, today, but he stays in the studio from, like, for 10 hours, so I don't really have to worry about him, um, and then, like, the same with the twins, I send them what they need and Taylor, and then um, I will just, if I need to be, at, like, be with them, like, I'll be there, or if I have to take, like, the twins to, like, an interview for, like, press, or um you know hop on a couple calls with Taylor it really depends like their days are just so different Mm -hmm. and they also are so different like with what they do like Taylor does music and then he also like 
like as an influencer and then he also is always like boxing and fighting and um and the twins are super into the fashion world and you know but the twins are also so new at this like this is like they just blew up in covid um so like they're very green at this so it's like my favorite is being with them because they are so excited about every little thing in the in the best way possible like they get excited about it all they like we see someone out and they're like oh my god like we used to watch their youtube channels like oh girl me too like (laughs) so like it just like so it's just so it just like taylor has been in this industry for so long Mm -hmm. like like taylor this is like taylor is a veteran like an influencer world and nate's been in it for a minute too because you know and they were both a part of the hype house and stuff like that so but the twins just like i just love how happy like how excited they get about things yeah that must be so refreshing because I feel like a lot of influencers who blow up really big really fast like lose Mm -hmm. that so quickly and then you see videos of them you know out on like I don't even know what the big streets are in LA (laughs) I'm not not an LA girl they're on Rodeo and like the paparazzi (laughs) are going up to them and they're just like no don't don't talk yeah but it's even for me too now at this point I've been in the influencer world for like four and a half years so, like, I've seen, like, the hype, highs and lows of a lot of these, like, influencers from Vine to just, like, Instagram, like, and, and now TikTok. So, it's, like, crazy because I've been on this, like, roller coaster. Like, I've known Blake Gray for five years. Like, Blake is, like, my little brother. And so, like, he, like, you know, this, we me and him always joke. Like, the first tour I was on with him, like, it was, like, Blake, Blake, Blake. Like, every girl, and not, like, like, had his sweatshirt on that's who they all were there to see like it was Blake Ray and then the next summer it was like or the summer after it was like when TikTok blew like started blowing up and for like the younger audience before like you know people like us were on it because of COVID and it was like something Mm -hmm. to do but Blake like didn't hop on the TikTok stream and so now like Josh Richards was on this tour and Sam Hurley and they were huge and nobody cared about like not nobody cared because Blake was on there but Blake wasn't the huge guy that everyone cared and like me and Blake always joke like if he came up to me during the show because usually that's like when I had my downtown because I was doing the meet and greets before the show and he's like Julie you want to go grab lunch and goes nobody even noticed that I'm not here <laughs> and it was like but like it's like we joke about it because now and then and now look at him Blake can't go out in public without paparazzi or somebody no. coming at him um so it's like it's just funny that you know I've seen then there's kids on these tours that I saw were at the height and they had so much potential they were really good looking they like also you know could sing or they could dance you don't see them anymore they just they didn't take they didn't take advantage of the opportunities that they had so it's like I've been so like now with the twins them being so excited and new in it it's like starting fresh for me because like I'm starting on this journey with them so like I, I love it and they're like the sweetest girls ever yeah they look it I love all your your posts with them um (laughs) it just cued me up so perfectly for I was going to ask you next so I felt like one of the biggest reasons TikTok is what it is like obviously it had a user base and people who loved it pre-COVID but I feel like you know with the pandemic it got just insanely popular because so many people who may might never have downloaded it had literally nothing but free time um I'm curious what you think is going to happen once life fully returns to normal and people probably can't watch or like the people like us that you know don't have the free time and are going to be busy with work and whatever can't watch it well, all the time. 
I think it's now just like the Instagram. We don't have time, but we're on Instagram 24-7. I think that's just going to be TikTok. Mm-hmm. Is I think people have realized that it launches careers. It gives you the creator freedom to be yourself. And I think unlike Instagram, you can be weird. And you can be completely authentically yourself. And because and then the people watching are like, shit, she's just like me. Or like, that's my sense of humor. And there's no like... Of course, you know, there's always trolls and judgment, but there's, like, no judgment, like, where you can just, like, be yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's also, like, our, my friend Bimo, like, he started it in COVID, like, pre-COVID, like, when COVID started, and he has over a million followers now, and he was doing, he is a comedian, and now, like, he sells merch, and, like, like he, he his life, because of TikTok, is going to change once COVID is over, because mm-hmm. he is, he's so funny, but now people besides us just get to see that like don't get to just see that it's funny like he has this huge platform now so like he's gonna be able to like go on a tour i'm sure and do like comedy like and stand up and i just think even like with jobs and things like that people are using it as their resume like hey like they'll do like the green screen stuff and i just think it's a whole i mean now with labels as marketing tools for songs that are being released i think that tiktok's just like the new instagram it's not going anywhere um like I said, we I still have time to scroll through Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, like the three main platforms. It's just now we added TikTok involved. And I think that some of these other platforms, in order to keep up with TikTok, need to learn and like adjust quickly. Yeah. Because I just think it's the algorithm, the way that like the For You page works, it really gets you right on the head and like mm-hmm. targets you these videos that are just exactly what you want to see. So I don't think TikTok's going anywhere. Yeah, and it's much less curated. Like, Instagram, you go on and you see all these picture-perfect things, and you're like, okay, that's not my life. Whereas, Mm -hmm. literally, the whole point of TikTok and the For You page being curated, like you said, to your, you know, personal interests, is you see the things you want to see, not just, like, Instagram models who, you know, edit all of their pictures. No, for sure. I agree. Yeah, I just think, of course, I still love Instagram, and, like, I post on my story. I think I put, like... I've been posting on Instagram a little bit more just because what I'm doing is kind of fun and cool that I like. I think people would enjoy to see, but I post on my stories definitely more, and I've I've been seeing that like I'm posting TikToks on my stories. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like another platform to share like the content that someone sees or they create on TikTok to like another platform. So, um, I still think you know businesses are going to use Instagram and people. I don't think it actually. I'm not saying like Instagram is going away. I just think that. TikTok is just going to be the number one app. Because mm-hmm. even yeah. parents are p- parents are on it, too. Like, if you want to cook a meal, like, you just get to, like, find a way to get on food TikTok. If you yeah. want to decorate your room, like, it's, like, another Pinterest also. There's just... Yeah. It just, I get it just so has recipes. It's great. <laughs> it just has everything. And then, like, the cute dog videos are, like, it'll give me, like, ideas for, like, places to go with my dog, like, in Boston. Or it'll be, like... Fun arts and crafts, and I did like an arts and crafts with my dog, like the peanut butter oh. with the paint. Oh, I want to try like, that one. <laughs> and it's just like fun things, and it's just, I don't know, I love TikTok. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I spend way too much time on it. Like every night before bed, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to bed at 10 o'clock, and then it's 11, and I'm just on my phone. So, literally. It's but it's so good. <laughs> um, okay, I want to end with a lightning round of three questions that are not related to work, really. They're just related to your interests uh, as fangirl stuff. Um, first, top three Jonas Brothers songs. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Turn White, which is, like, 
random, but it's up there. Don't throw it away. Is like just like a bop, and oh my god, yes. <laughs> it's so hard. To, I know, cause like if you had asked me in my top three Taylor Swift, I don't know that I could do it. So it like depends like on my mood. Okay, like, you know that's what I mean. Fair. Like it, it's yeah. like, but like for some reason, and like my friend Heather was like on a tour, and then remember they would do the fan pick. I was like, all I want is Tim Wright, and she was at the show, but they played Tim Wright, and I was nervous because they signed me, and I got to see it because I've never seen it live. Aww. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have a top three. The third is like a rotation based on mood. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's also like, how do I pick one and not the other? That's yeah. You got me good. I, I mean, that's what I'm here. I'm gonna, to I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that one just interchangeable. Okay. All right. Fair. And then another niche you found really resonates well with the people coming to your events is my favorite Taylor Swift. Do you have a top one or three, however many Taylor Swift songs? All too well. Um, getaway car and I do something bad. The house is hot. Is it I do something bad? Uh, yeah. I'm like, wait, yeah. Like okay, getaway car and I do something bad, like I like will sing and repeat exact voice. Like when I'm like in my car by myself and I'm just like scream singing those in the yeah. top of my lungs. Um but also like like fearless and like the whole yeah. album is really like it's just Taylor just has so much music but so many good I like it's hard to put them against each other. My favorite is Sparks Fly because I feel like it's very underrated. Yeah. But there's just so much like my second through tenth, I could not tell you. They're all so like good. En- enchanted too, I love. Like the way that it like and then goes like in up. Good. I'll probably yeah, never no. listen to Taylor Swift ever again at this point because <laughs> Okay. My last lightning round question is um if you could choose a dream guest to have on your podcast from each of these categories. So it's a music guest, a movie related guest, and a TV related guest. Which one would you choose? Nick Cannon. Um movie is Alexander Ludwig and then TV. Okay, can I I'm gonna skip this one. Kristen Bell or Sophia Turner. Okay, those are good ones, honestly. They are like my girl crush boss, like woman I really want to look up to, like everything they stand for, and like I feel like they're very vocal about how they feel about women's rights, you know, like just anything. I just the two like they're like the pinnacle that like you know this is a woman who I want to be, um, and so Sophia Turner and Kristen Bell, like I would just love to like be have like a seat on their couch and like listen to them.
What's up, guys? We are the PR Girls, and this is our podcast.